Hi, and welcome to the official and number one podcast from 96.3 FM, The Great Gaming Debate. I'm Kevin Mayen, and today I have one hell of a show. Curti Leapagar! Oh, sorry, you shouldn't have heard that. Um, just give us a sec. Wrong tap. Hold on. Ah, here you go. Sorry about that. Your figures don't stand up, mate. First of all, I love these imaginary figures about men not knowing a game from reality. That's sick, man. More coming up. Today's topic of debate is a cracker. Do computer games have influence over gun and knife crime in the United Kingdom? Well, obviously, I think that is a lot of bollocks, but we will come to that later. Moving on, I would like to introduce my first guest to give his humble opinion on the matter in hand. Dr. Bill Hopper from the University of Harewood. I've never even heard of it. Hello, Bill. Hello. First of all, I want to make it clear I don't like your type, but I have to have you because a producer made me have you. Something about having a balanced argument. Tell me why you're here, Bill. Well, first of all, I'm here to tell your audience about some worrying research we have been doing back at the university. What our research has shown is that game-related violence... Can I interrupt you there, Bill? Have you ever actually played a game before? Well, what I can say with great clarity is... Why don't you answer the question and stop sidestepping the issue? What issue is that? Have you ever played a computer game before? Well, yes, actually. I played Golden Balls on the Wii with Mother at Christmas. It was great fun. All the family were involved. Shut up, you big fool. Tell me why gaming leads to violence without straying from the subject this time, please. I will do. From interviewing a thousand males, ages 18 to 25, who are currently serving prison sentences in the UK for violent related crimes, 76% admitted to playing an unhealthy amount of time playing video games such as Manhunt, Grand Theft Auto. 52% said they find violent games amusing. Also, a smaller percentage admitted not knowing a game from reality. Your figures don't stand up, mate. First of all, I love these imaginary figures about men not knowing a game from reality. That's sick, man. Secondly, are we supposed to take th- that as a fact that a thousand male criminals represents the hard-working millions of decent gamers who frag each other every other night as a fact that game leads to violence on our streets? You're a deluded man. <laughs> I think your reaction is showing our studies are quite correct. That gaming leads to violence, frustration, intimidation. Uh, thank you, Bed Hopper from uh, Bed Hopper from Haywood Uni. Moving on, we are now ready to take some calls and read a few emails. And first on the line is Big Doug from Leeds. Hello, Big Doug. You're through to the big gaming debate. What's your take on the situation? No, look. I've been playing games with Sen for 20 years, and I've never thumped anyone. I think your point's a valid one, and a thousand people don't represent <coughs> the true gamers. <coughs> what I'm calling about, Kev, is a point nobody seems to mention. I think the government and various other outlets use computer game industry <coughs> as a scapegoat for cultural problems. <coughs> uh, that exists within the UK. Not just violent crime, but truancy, obesity, addictions. <coughs> sorry, sorry about Well said, Doug. I couldn't agree more. Computer games are renowned for taking all the flack with whatever goes wrong with the youth of today. Moving on here, I have uh, an email from Cy Rinkoz, who is originally from Manchester, but is now living in Colorado with his girlfriend. Hmm, very good. 
I would like to say that games can be dangerous, especially to children, but it never did me any harm and I've been playing Grand Theft Auto since I was 12. I'm just thankful that game addiction led me to second life because now I'm happy with my beautiful Rinny and her ex's children. Ah, well done, Siren Cos. Good point. A success story. See, not everyone is a gun-tooting felon. And we have enough time for one more call. We have Katie from Kidder Minister. Hello, Katie. You're on the Great Debate Show. What do you want to say? Hello. Hello, Katie. You're on, Katie. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Katie, Katie you're on. Hello. I, I, I think we lost Katie. Well, that brings us to the end of the debate. I would like to finish by giving my opinion on the subject. We all know that minors should not be playing violent games. The responsibility falls on the parent. All game consoles have parental guidance built in to lock out adult content. If a young man decides to shoot someone then blame it on his obsessive gaming or failure to recognise games from reality, then that's his prerogative. But, and I mean but, the government and the media cannot blame these incidents on the millions of non-violent game players. Not just here in the UK, but everywhere in the world, where this hot topic appears its ugly head. Games are less violent than films because graphics, graphics can't substitute real-life people. Take the example of Manhunt 2. That was originally banned from sale in the UK. One of the reasons for the ban was for the sound effects, not the visuals. They deemed the sound surreal. I mean, how ridiculous is that? How does some suit know what slashing someone's throat sounds like? Anyway, we have to uh, we have to end, and I hope that you will join us next week when we will be debating the console wars, and we'll, we will have a fanboy representing each console. Thanks. You've been great.